have entered Egg Lore Zone, Act 1. I am Cassidy, my pronouns are she and they. I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. And this is a podcast where I recap the entirety of the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise to my good friend Crash. That's right. Um, Today we are starting Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. The infamous, the beloved. Yeah, (laughs) it it is technically both of those things. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and before I, I dig in and start the timer and all of that, I do need to clear up some background information. Okay. I I don't know a lot about this game other than Silver's in it and Sonic kisses a girl. We'll get to that. <laughs> Alright, so I, I have my document here. I'm going to start reading. So, so for some background info, we have that uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 was released in late 2006. For the Xbox 360 and the PS3 as part of the 15th anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog. That, you know, that was 15 years ago, huh? God, no, you can't, you can't do that to me. <laughs> uh, it was sort of like the immediate predecessor to Billy Hatcher, because uh, mm. that's the thing that Sonic Team worked on before this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sonic 06 was intended to be sort of a Batman Begins style reboot led by the so- Sonic co-creator Yuji Naka who ended up leaving in the middle of the development of Sonic 2006 to start his own company, and then the 06 team split up to also work on Sonic and the Secret Rings, which is the start of the storybook series. We'll get into that next time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, This led to Sonic 06 being sort of rushed to be put out in the holidays of 2006, which led to a lot of stuff being cut, and like a lot of stuff being cut. Um, but we're only going to be talking about the stuff that is in the games as it was released, and then maybe I'll talk about the DLC that happened. It's mostly like, uh, it's not story DLC. Gotcha. Okay. Um, gameplay-wise, it's a 3D Sonic platformer based in an open hub world like Sonic Adventure. This is Sonic Adventure 3. This is more of a sequel to Sonic Adventure than Sonic Adventure 2. Mm. <laughs> in that, like, yes, you do walk around a city before and go into you know sections that lead to the levels yeah yeah um and as the story progresses you unlock new levels pretty straightforward stuff um the levels for each world are represented in the in the game world as big silver circles with a picture of the level on them and these things are called mirrors of soliana this is not important and has no relevance to the story (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they just wanted to name it something fancy just so they could like pat themselves on the back yeah and like it is a cool look it is like definitely a video game ass all right i'm gonna go jump into that and it's gonna take me into a level mm-hmm. yeah they were like uh, mario 64 did it so well let's let's borrow yeah. that a little bit we're not even gonna make it paintings on walls we're gonna have just a floating silver disc with a picture in it mm-hmm. um but yeah uh so there's that. The game has three storylines in it, one for each playable protagonist, as well as a final episode. Mm. Uh, the three stories are for Sonic, Shadow, and Silver the Hedgehogs. Sonic is classic Sonic stuff. You know, he has some special moves that you can unlock by putting gems in his shoes, and uh, <laughs> also has the introduction of the high speed segment, which sort of happens. Like, I feel like it happens fairly regularly in Sonic games these days. Uh, it's sort of like an auto-running thing where you're behind Sonic's, like the camera's behind Sonic, and you're mostly weaving left and right to dodge, dodge obstacles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Shadow is like a little bit slower gameplay wise. Um, like it moves about the same speed as Sonic, but mm. it is a bit slower because there's no like high speed stuff like that, and it's more about doing combat. Yeah, uh, and also Shadow gets vehicles. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, they didn't they didn't keep him a gun, but they did keep him a car, so that's yeah. fine. Uh, Silver also a bit slower than uh, Sonic as far as like the level design stuff goes, um, and also he has telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some sections like within each level where you play as other characters, but we'll talk about those when they happen. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so here is some absolutely necessary knowledge to know up front. Mm-hmm. Number one, Sonic does not kiss the human girl. <laughs> I know that's the main thing people say, but it's misconstrued and we will get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number two, Eggman is kind of just like a regular dude. All of the humans in this game look like regular humans. Oh, All of those. That's wild to me. <laughs> Including, uh, there's an NPC that... I'll talk about later, but his name is Sonic Man, and he's dressed like Sonic, and he is a real adult human man. Mm. Mm -mm. Um, Also, there's time travel, so, like, be prepared. Okay. Okay. Um, So I'm going to go over some turns and concepts, and then I'll go over the characters. Um, Here's some turns and concepts to know right up front. Soleana. It's the main setting of the game. It's the city of water. It's a lot like Venice. It's currently ruled by Princess Elise. Mm Mm-hmm. Crisis City. This is probably Soliana in the fucked up and twisted future. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not like confirmed, but like it's it's almost definitely true. Mm. Solaris uh, and the Festival of the Sun. Solaris is a sun god that the people of Soliana worship. The Festival of the Sun is like a big celebration with like a, a parade that goes through a waterway and fireworks and all of this. You're going to see that soon. And okay. by see, I mean you're going to hear about me talking about it. <laughs> In my mind's eye, I'll see it. Um, flames of Disaster. This is something I will cover in a second, but it is a term and not a character. Okay. In a way. Um, and also, the Iblis trigger. The one who releases Iblis into the world, causing the apocalypse. Who's Iblis? We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Alright. Uh, Character-wise, um, we got... Classic Sonic the Hedgehog characters that you know at this point. We got Sonic the Hedgehog, Shadow the Hedgehog, Miles Tails Prower, Knuckles mm. the Echidna, Amy Rose, Rouge the Bat, E-123 Omega, you know, the the not Gamma from Heroes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Eggman's there. Mm. Um, new characters. We've got Silver the Hedgehog. He's a Silver Hedgehog from the Destroyed Future. He has telekinesis. Mm. He says it's uh, no use. Yeah. Blaze the Cat. Technically, you've met Blaze the Cat before. She's in Sonic Rush. Right. Um, but now, she instead of being from an alternate dimension, she's in the destroyed future and hanging out with Silver the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. She still has her fire powers and is currently friends with Silver. Princess Elise is, like I said, the current ruler of Soliana after her father, the Duke, was lost in an accident when she was a child. Okay. Uh, Mephilus the Dark. A sinister being with malevolent intent. You're going to see a lot of this dude, and you're going to hate to see as much of him as you do. Oh no. (laughs) Uh, And now, Iblis. Iblis is also known as the Flames of Disaster. An unthinking being of flames and destruction that when they are released, the apocalypse begins. Okay. And that's everything you need to know up front. 
All right. Uh, so we're going to start with the Sonic intro, and then I'm going to bounce around as we go. Hmm. If you have any questions, like always, just stop, and I will talk about it, and we mm-hmm. will, I will explain everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I got 45 minutes on the clock. Ready? Go! So we open during the fireworks of the Festival of the Sun in Soliana. Uh, it's really fancy. It's like there's a boat that looks like it came out of Star Wars Episode One. It's a fucking Naboo ass boat mm-hmm. floating down mm-hmm. a waterway, mm-hmm. uh, and we see Princess Elise on it waving to her subjects. She's like a teen girl, uh, maybe like seventeen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she's wearing like a flowing dress. She has feathers in her hair and also on her dress. Like, okay. bright red hair. She has leggings that make her legs look orange sometimes, but it's very strange. Definitely looks like if you turned her into a Sonic character, she would be a chicken. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's waving around. Uh, the boat comes up to a floating altar where she walks out, and there's a bishop there. She's handed a torch, and we get a zoom in on her eyes as she's holding the torch, where we see a reflection of the flames. Uh, the music then turns uh, dark and dramatic as the lightning, the lighting of the scene turns reddish, and we cut and see flames pouring through the waterway of Soliana. Elise begins to float up into the air as the city burns around her, and in the distance, rising out of a flaming vortex, we see the monster known as Iblis. Uh, she's snapped out of this vision uh, by a handmaid calling out to her. The festival's still happening. Nothing's on fire except for the torch. She's like, it, it, it's all right. Uh, everyone on the altar bows to each other, and then Elise gives a speech. We give thanks for the blessed flames. May we always continue to have peace. Son of Soleana, guide and watch over us with your eternal light. Then the camera pans up to show a giant, unlit uh, brazier. That is that how you pronounce it? I can never tell which one how you pronounce it to mean the the flame torch thing. I feel like that's right. Okay. It's got like an eagle emblem on it. There's a lot of eagles in Soleana. Soleana's mm-hmm. like big bird thing is eagles. Yeah. Uh, Elise lights a nearby smaller brazier, and then the flames, National Treasure 2, their way up some decorative plathing and light the large one at the top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then tragedy strikes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Explosions occur all over the city as the egg carrier appears. Remember the egg carrier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's there. It's overhead, and there is an army of Eggman's robots that come down and surround the altar. Eggman then comes down in, like, a larger version of that classic egg ship thing that he has. It's bigger because it needs to not look like a cartoon. Yeah. Um, so Eggman's like, A pleasure to meet you at last, Princess of Soleana. I am Dr. Eggman. I have come here to obtain the secret of the flames of disaster from you, and to take... The miracle gems that are the key to its secret. He then points to her and the gem in her necklace that she's wearing that starts glowing as she covers it up with her hand. The Chaos Emerald. Now, princess, this way, please. He gestures to his craft, but instead of getting on it, Elise backs away as a blue tornado starts to form around the entire altar. Um, the tornado stops suddenly as we cut to Sonic. Standing on a nearby ledge. <clears throat> My, that's a pretty snazzy performance there. Elise gasps, and we see her having a vision 
of a slightly different, more silver hedgehog in a similar pose, surrounded by the flames and destruction from before. You, it can't be, she says. And then Sonic defeats some Eggman's robots and then runs over to Elise and is like, I'm Sonic! Sonic the Hedgehog! And then he grabs Elise, who is like twice his height, in a princess carry, mm-hmm. and takes off as Eggman shouts, Not that irritating hedgehog again! Attack! And the remaining robots fire missiles after Sonic, who's carrying Elise through the streets and dodging them, and you know, they're just blowing stuff up around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he runs off camera, we see standing on a roof watching that mysterious silver hedgehog from before. I finally found him. The Iblis Trigger. And then the cutscene fades out on this hedgehog. Any questions so far? <laughs> I am tracking so far. Okay. So we get another cutscene. This one's in-game footage, so it's uh, lit worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sonic carrying at least through the city. It's less on fire here. Uh, why are you helping me? No special reason. And then Elise yells, Sonic! As more robots land in front of them in an alley. He puts Elise down and destroys the robots, but as he finishes, Eggman shows up in his little ship thing and has taken Elise. I'm afraid our little game ends now. Sonic, take this! And then she, like, throws the Chaos Emerald down to him. It's the blue one. Mm. I've got it! And don't worry, I'll rescue you. I know. Hmph. It's only a matter of time before it's mine. Until then, you can hold on to it for me. And then uh, his little egg ship drop- docks into the egg carrier, and then it flies away. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're actually into gameplay, finally. And it's daytime, instead of being nighttime like it was before. Yeah. Sonic is in Soleana, uh, and he's like, What's Eggman up to? I need to gather some information. And my voice is becoming Axel Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Uh, basically you can walk around talk to people and they say stuff that you don't see any of in the video that i watched but uh when you talk to them some of them have a voice that goes hey (laughs) and that's fun (laughs) uh if you run forward you'll run into tails who's like sonic tails long time no see i'm glad you're here i heard that you tried to save their princess from dr eggman you're gonna rescue her, aren't you? Let me help. I may not know what Eggman's up to, but it can't be a good thing. Okay, with your help, this should be a piece of cake. <laughs> I'll do my best. And then uh, now Tails follows you around the city, and more often than not, ends up drowning as you jump around because he falls into the water and can't get out. <laughs> oh, no. So you'll be running around and you'll just hear like, No! <laughs> and then Tails will just uh, reappear next to you. <laughs> Tails. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that like really got me. <laughs> uh, so the mirror for the first level is in a cave that we can't get to, but there is a trail of rings that leads to it. Okay. Um, but Sonic doesn't have his light speed dash right now for whatever reason. He lost his cool glowing blue bracelet. You remember the one? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. A classic um, of adventure. So you uh you run back to this like counter window storefront looking thing, but instead of talking to that guy that's at the counter, you talk to this old man who's hunched over outside of it. He yeah. is not voice acted, but his name is important because it is Alberto Robert. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's like, 
My name is Alberto Robert, and I have been making shoes in this town for a very long time. I'm making the ultimate shoes now. These shoes use the power of Soliana's mysterious stones to change. I'm calling them custom shoes. <laughs> but there is no one that can test the full potential of these shoes. Is there anyone who can test the design of these shoes? You will be able to do that? Really? And then there's a dialogue box that lets you hit yes. Mm-hmm. Put on these shoes and go through the rings. If I've made the shoes correctly, you'll make it on time. Uh, and then Sonic runs and jumps through some hoops. Mm-hmm. Amazing. They performed exactly as I thought. My custom shoes are complete. I will give you these shoes. You will be able to use them. Money? I don't want any money. I'm happy just knowing that they're being used. The stones that you can fit into the shoes are called gems, and you can buy them at that shop over there. They're very rare, but if you put one in these custom shoes, they will give you an entirely new ability. The best shoes in the world, worn by the best runner in the world. I'm so happy. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and then you get some rings for completing the mission, and you can go buy the light chip. Light okay. chip allows you to use the light dash. By using the light dash, you can move quickly through a trail of rings. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so you get your light speed dash. You can, uh, so you do that through the trail of rings, uh, so you can get over to the mirror, and so the tails can end up drowning in the water again. <laughs> <laughs> and you enter our first uh, action stage, Wave Ocean. Okay. I've got to hurry and save Elise. Uh, it's very reminiscent of the first stage of Sonic Adventure, but like a bit longer. That's going to be mm. the case for a lot of levels. They're just going to be like, oh, yeah, this is like an old Sonic level, but a bit longer than it needs to be. <laughs> With like a yeah. couple of exceptions. Mm. Um, so you slide across the water, smash some robots on a beach. There's dolphins. There's an orca chase sequence through a floating platform. You know, classic Sonic Adventure stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, after the orca chase scene, Sonic grabs onto the dorsal fin and says, Tails, go ahead and push this gate switch so he doesn't get out. And then you play as Tails for a bit. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Tails can throw out fake containers that explode into fake rings that are all physics stuff as opposed to the regular rings which just float. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you fly around, um, you hit a switch, the orca swims up to uh, a gate, uh, that it closes, um, and then he just, like, sits there and swims in place for a bit before flinging Sonic off his back, and we cut to Sonic landing on a beach as the egg carrier flies by. Um, you start playing a Sonic again in our very first high-speed segment, or mock-speed segment, as it's sometimes called. Mm. Uh, and he says the sound, Darn! We're not gonna make it! Let's speed up! <laughs> Uh, and it's just Sonic going really fast forward as you steer and jump into dodge obstacles and enemies. Uh, he leaps off some stone pillars at the end and into the goal ring, and we get another cutscene. Of the egg carrier flying off overhead as a feather floats down, matching the ones that Elise has about her entire presence. Mm. It looks like the princess was moved to another location. Let's head back to the city. And then they do. Okay. Um... 
And this is where we would, you know, go back into the city. But actually, I want to shift gears for a bit and talk about some of the other stories. Mm -hmm. uh, Because they do some stuff that you are going to need to know as we continue through the Sonic story. Um, So, we're going to talk about Shadow Story next. Okay. And I'm going to take a sip of water first. Uh, Do you have anything to ask me about Sonic the Hedgehog? Um... Honestly, I feel like this this part is like very straightforward so far. Okay. I have a, I have a feeling once we start getting into like Shadow and definitely Silver, it's going to get a little bit weirder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Sonic's is very much like a traditional Sonic story to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for Shadow, we start at a military-looking base in the snow. It's being protected by some Eggman's robots. Um, Shadow comes skating in and dodging gunfire as he just sort of slices through all of them, causing them to explode, and then leaping over off of one over the wall of the base. Okay. Um, once inside, he dodges out of the way of a spotlight and gets a message from his wrist. Okay. Transmission from HQ. This isn't how the voice sounds, but this is just the first voice that came to my head for a military man. Uh-huh, yeah. Transmission from HQ. There's an SOS coming from Dr. Eggman's base. Our last communication with our agent was 26 hours ago. We expect an immediate rescue, Shadow the Hedgehog. Understood. Initiating the mission now. And then he does his Chaos Control teleport. Okay. (laughs) And we get our very first stage of the Shadow story, White Acropolis. Dr. Eggman, what is he up to this time? Uh, Shadow infiltrates the base, defeating robots on the way. Uh, he can do this uh, chaos attack thing after a homing attack, which is just sort of like a floating in midair melee combo. Okay. Um, he finds hmm. a warp hole, which is kind of just like a vortex in space, and says, yeah. A warp hole can transport me instantly. And then he enters it. <laughs> and then we switch <laughs> to Rouge, <laughs> who's outside uh, in a different part of the base. And like, we got out of the base, but security's really high. Let's see. And then you play as Rouge for a bit. Uh, she can throw bombs, so she uses to destroy searchlights and robots in the way. She can mm-hmm. glide like a Knuckles can, and she can climb like a Knuckles can. Yeah, yeah. The big difference is that she can throw a bomb. Mm-hmm. Instead of do, do a punch. Yeah. She opens a door and Shadow's on the other side <laughs> as we switch back to Shadow. Okay. Shadow, why you? It's a request from the president. <laughs> and then Shadow jumps into a car that has missile launchers uh, that's just lying around in Eggman's base, which he yeah. uses to destroy five searchlights to open a door to escape, and then the stage ends. Okay. okay. Huh. Uh, so Shadow and Rouge leave the base, and uh, Rouge is holding this like glowing purple wand staff thing. Uh, It has some wings on the top that are made out of some sort of, like, stone or metal or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't you want to know what this is? My assignment was to rescue you. Nothing more. Fine. With you, it's always business. (laughs) Uh, There's a rumbling as a bunch of robots show up. Hmm, it seems like they don't want us to leave. Let's get this over with. Uh, and then Shadow squares up against these, uh, robots, but then a big robot dogs appears. Its name is Egg Cerberus, and it has a glowing unicorn horn. Oh, okay. And it's real big. Okay. Uh, and we get a boss fight. 
The doctor's guard dog. Still, I need to get out of here. Uh, the gimmick is that you uh, run around behind it, grind up the tail and along its spine, and grab onto its horn, where you can sort of steer it into walls. And you do this a few times, and it gets a bit harder to control as you go. Um, and then after, eventually you just blow it up that way. So uh, what I'm hearing is it's a, a wire bug technique from Monster Hunter Rise. It is It is literally how the wire bug works in Monster Hunter Rise. You're right. <laughs> they were like, you know, Sonic 06 had some like actually like good gameplay design uh, elements. Let's incorporate this into Monster Hunter, Capcom said. I mean, Sonic's already been in Monster Hunter, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a shadow costume in Monster Hunter, though. Not that's a shame. Not I want to dress my palico up like Sonic the Hedgehog or Shadow the Hedgehog. What if what if I could uh dress up my Palamute as silver? That would be cute. <laughs> Despite being a hedgehog, silver is very much like a dog. <laughs> it's very very puppy like. Yeah. Uh so after the fight we cut to Shadow and Rouge teleporting into a computer room. Okay. Shadow, after all of these years, Shadow finally found the computer room. <laughs> uh, in case you missed that part of our Shadow the Hedgehog coverage, mm-hmm. uh, just go back and listen to it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, it's like an old stone brick room, and there's a portrait of Elise on the wall. Okay. Uh, the computer is displaying a map of Soliana. Ah, uh, Soliana, the city of water. It has a constitutional monarchy, you know. The primary industries are tourism and crafting precision machinery. The current sovereign is Princess Elise the Third. Why does Eggman's base lead to an odd place like this? How should I know? I just followed my orders and retrieved the item. Anyway, I have a little favor to ask of you. Could you escort me to the gun rendezvous point? Sorry, she doesn't say gun. Could you escort me to the G-U-N rendezvous point? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the acronym. You know. Yeah, yeah. Where's the rendezvous point? It's the ancient castle of Soliana in Kingdom Valley. Uh, it zooms in on the map as we cut to gameplay of Shadow and Rouge running around in Soliana. You know, the, the sort of hub world. Yeah. Um, as they like enter that, uh, we get a cutscene of Rouge getting a, a little call on her wrist communicator that you can't see. She just looks at her wrist. Rouge, respond I have prepared the means to go to Kingdom Valley Go to the forest cave immediately Uh, So they leave the city and head to the forest adventure zone Uh, There's a a billboard that sells things It's like a a very fancy computer billboard Uh um, That accesses the shop It sells things such as the airship Which is the light ship, but for shadow It's even still called the light dash And there's also the memory shard, blue Hmm. The memory shard blue gives you the power of chaos boost level one. During the boost, you'll be able to you'll be granted chaos snap, an upgrade to chaos attack and chaos smash. I have no idea what the fuck any of that means. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like we just need to like get our hands on the game, just like run around a little bit. Yeah. Um, But you know, basically, uh, it's an upgrade to. Shadow's weapons. And by weapons, yeah, I mean yeah. hand attacks. <laughs> uh, so Shadow light dashes across a bro- broken bridge and heads to the cave. 
The cave is blocked off by a bunch of rocks, but there's a container that fills up the chaos meter enough to activate chaos boost, which makes shadow glow red and just sort of pushes the rocks out of the way like they were made out of styrofoam. Mm, mm -hmm. They like bounce up and are very weightless looking. (laughs) Um, The cave takes them to a platform with a mirror for Kingdom Valley, which is our next action stage. All right. I I don't remember who says this line. I'm going to say it's shadow. What a faraway place to set the extraction point. Uh, so the level starts with Shadow flying a rocket-powered hang glider that can also shoot missiles. You know, just just like normal Shadow the Hedgehog things. Yeah. It's, there's like some enemies and obstacles, and the section's like mostly on rails, kind of like a Star Fox thing. Yeah, Or like yeah. a Panzer Dragoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kingdom Valley, to describe it, is kind of like... It makes me think of the river map from... Uh, uh, Pokemon Snap. Oh, uh, okay. It's, kind of, it's yeah. like almost jungle-ish, but not quite, and has like a bunch of castle ruins in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Kingdom Valley. Long ago, there was a royal castle here. Eventually, you get off the hang glider and switch to Rouge, who has to find three keys to open a door. Uh, she bombs open some stained glass and enters a building <laughs> that has the first cl- key guarded by some robots. Another key is behind a laser grid outside, also guarded by robots. And the last key is just sort of, like, on a platform with a single robot next to it. Okay. But it's the moment all three keys are collected, we switch back to Shadow, who drives a hover cycle with a machine gun uh, built into it, over some water and through some tunnels. I mean, that's just Mega Man X to me. Yeah, it's a little bit more squirrely than Mega Man X, <laughs> obviously, but, uh... So, like, X6. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets off of the hover cycle, does some more platforming, and then just, like, grabs onto the feet of a giant eagle who's there. It's just okay. a big eagle. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Oliana. It's, like, what they're about. Uh-huh. Uh, and carries him off to the next section. Uh, Shadow jumps around, destroys some more ruins... There's a gem on a pole that, uh, when you hit it, it spins around and makes a wind rail that you can grind on. Oh, okay. Uh, there's no explanation for really any of this. <laughs> it's just, it's game mechanics and it's fun, so let's yeah. do it. <laughs> uh, and eventually you hit the goal ring and you get another cutscene of Shadow and Rouge walking through some ruins uh, here. The former king of Soliana used to reside in this castle. But a major accident occurred ten years ago, and no one's lived here ever since. Hmm. Accident. I heard a prototype energy engine failed, which caused the accident. I think the name of the plan was... The Solaris Project, says Eggman as he comes down from above in his eggship. Mmm. It was an ambitious project named after their eternal sun god. Doctor... It's been a while, my dear Rouge, and of course Shadow. Now, if you'd be so kind as to hand back the scepter of darkness you took from me. (laughs) Uh, Some robots show up, and Shadow and Rouge jump out of the way of their fire. But as Rouge flies up, Eggman's ship uh, literally just punches her. It, It has an arm and it punches her. Which causes her to fall and drop the scepter. Uh, Shadow dives and catches Rouge from hitting the ground, but the scepter crashes to the ground as Eggman yells, No! Uh, The scepter shatters, disabling all of the robots nearby. 
uh, Shadow approaches it, and it begins to spew out like this dark fog. Um, it begins to encircle, uh, like it sort of turns into like a stream type look, mm-hmm. like yeah. a stream of dark fog or whatever. Yeah, that begins to encircle Shadow Rouge and the robots. Uh, Eggman's like, "It's no use. Pull back. Pull back. Pull back." As he speedily retreats. Hmm. That's our first. It's no use. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we'll make a like a ding, like a counter. I, mean, I don't think there's going to be that many. The reason people say uh, there's a lot is because it just happens a lot in that one fight. Yeah. It actually it didn't play at all in the video that I watched. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, so all of the robots are just instantly destroyed as the stream of darkness slams into the ground in front of Shadow and Rouge. It sort of disappears, but then Shadow's shadow, like the shadow that he casts on the ground, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, elongates out, and dark mist comes out of it as the, the shadow itself is absorbed into the mist. What? His shadow? We see where the mist was. A shadow... But, like, actual, like, capital S Shadow, Shadow the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Um, with gray-blue stripes instead of red and gray, instead of red stripes and gray chest fur. He does not have a mouth, and he does have green lizard eyes. Oh, ooh, oh. Oh, how ironic fate can be. I never would have guessed I would be resurrected through your shade. I thank you. Shadow the Hedgehog. And he bows. You're polite. Who are you? And how do you know my name? The imposter shadow begins staggering forward, arms and head limp. As like, they just sort of like ragdoll as he steps forward. Mm-hmm. I'm Mephilus. Mephilus the Dark. What? Did you forget me? And he gets really close to Shadow's face. Okay. I owe much to you, Shadow. Oh, yes. He raises his hand and a dark ball of electricity appears in it. Okay. What you gave to me, I now return to you. A one-way ticket to oblivion! And the dark ball grows larger and larger until it encompasses all of them. And then all three just blip out of existence. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that, that's kind of intense. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I should mention, despite the voice that I'm doing for Mephilus, Mephilus sounds a lot like Yami Yugi. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Is Mephilus kind of a, a Xehanort? We'll get there. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Um, so a dark ball of light. Maybe I should do my fucking Leonard Nimoy Xehanort voice for him. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know either way, so. Uh, a dark ball of lightning appears in a destroy building. It's like the same kind of lightning we just saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadow and Rouge fall out of it. Okay. What is this place? It seems we've been teleported to another location. The camera reveals the wrecked city outside. Well, let's find out where we are. And Rouge runs off. Mm. And then Shadow says, Mephilus. And then the screen goes grayscale. Oh. Who is he? And then he runs off. <laughs> and that's it. I don't All know right. why it went grayscale. Huh. Probably um, 
for like dramatic effect. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to a com- another computer room of some kind. Hmm. Uh, and Rouge. Um, is it, it looks familiar? I will say it's a computer room that looks familiar. And Rouge is typing away on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I have pinpointed our location. It's no. That's not possible. We're still in the doctor's base. But how can that be? Wait, there's no doubt now. Uh, so it's not where we are. And Rouge pulls up a bunch of stuff on the computer and gasps. It appears we've gone through time, doesn't it? Yes, approximately 200 years. Maybe more, depending on when this database was last updated. Well, at least we know we've arrived in the future. That means this Mephilus character has the power to control time. I was fully expecting somebody to do the the Doctor Who line of like, it's not a matter of where we are, but when we are. Shadow really almost has it. Yeah, he's like, like, so, so close. (laughs) His power feels very similar to my own chaos control, but... And then they hear a noise outside, and the cutscene changes. But instead of seeing where that cutscene is going to be, we're going to switch stories one more time. Okay. Um, we cut to... We're going to do Silver's story now. Because um, mm-hmm. we got one more hedgehog to meet. So let's just go ahead and meet him. Yeah. Uh, we see a s- destroyed city full of flames and magma. This is Crisis City, as I mentioned before. Okay. <clears throat> This world was... Er, nope, I need a... What's my silver voice? I did it before. It's no use! There we go. It's like, kind of like nasally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This world was devastated before I was born. A harsh, bleak place where we live in eternal darkness. Life is a struggle, and people live without hope. And we see silver flying through the city, glowing green from his telekinesis. Mm-hmm. How did this happen? No one will answer me directly but they always point to the flames. And the flames begin to spiral up in front of Silver, but he swipes his hand and they dissipate. These flames, they burn away at my world, destroying everything in their path. They come from an eternal life form that we cannot truly defeat. The flames of disaster, known as Iblis. Uh, And we see Blaze. Uh, Blaze jumps onto a building nearby and is like really hurrying and he's like, Silver! Blaze, what's wrong? He's appeared again. Uh, and Silver takes off in the direction that she points, and she runs behind. And we jump right into our first level, which is Crisis City, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the ruins of the city, covered in flames and bottomless magma pits, and lots of ruined highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silver mm-hmm. can like hover around and pick up nearby objects to throw at people with his telekinesis. And sometimes there's a symbol on the ground that you can interact with to change the environment by making platforms and stuff. Okay. Um, all of the creatures in Crisis City look like they're made out of, like, molten rock and stuff. Yeah. Like, molten rock versions of the enemies from Shadow the Hedgehog. Like, the ones that looked like, that were the aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, a flame tornado in the city. There's some highway signs. And one of them says Chow Garden. <laughs> Like a, with a good arrow pointing off to like a nearby exit. Aww. There's no child garden in this game. Remember what we lost. They died 200 years ago. 
Rest in fucking pieces. Uh, at some point, you switch over to Blaze for a bit, and she can spin around surrounded by fire as one of her moves, and she has a double jump. Mm. Uh, you switch back as the two get through the city and uh, towards the tornado where the cut se- or the gold ring is, and we get a cutscene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silver and Blaze walk up to where the gargantuan Iblis is just rising from below. It's like a big demon monster. It's it's kind of generic. Uh, the one thing I can say about its design, you don't really see in the game ever, uh, which are its feet. They're big okay. and they're anchor-shaped. Oh, okay. That's, let me see, that's let me definitely see if I can choice. find a good picture of uh, Iblis for you. Oh yeah, here's a full-body image of Iblis. Uh, you really only ever see it from the waist up. Yeah. But here's, a... here's the image. Gnarly. <laughs> I am seeing someone's... um. Uh, Sonic OC version of Iblis, mm. which makes uh, honestly, it's pretty cute. <laughs> makes me think of a uh, Shade the Echidna. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this design is actually very similar to another design I'll be showing you that's actually real, and there's uh. a reason why they look similar. Actually. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. So yeah, we see Iblis there. Come on, you monster! And then Silver strikes a ready pose, and it's a boss fight. Mm. Uh, Silver is on a pop platform that runs from left to right. It is like a single platform. Iblis is out there in the lava. There's crates and stuff around, and sometimes Iblis will throw rocks or fire at you. And occasionally just like an entire ass building. Okay. okay. Um, Silver uses his telekinesis to throw things at Iblis, and it does more damage if it hits the head. Okay. Uh, and as you hit it, over time, its rock armor breaks off, and it looks just like like it's just full-on goopy magma underneath. Hmm. Uh, and eventually, Iblis collapses into the lava when defeated. Okay. Uh, it looks like we stopped it for now, says Blaze. But it'll just rise up from its ashes again. Silver angrily punches a wall. Hmm. What's the point of all this? It'll never end. Calm down, Silver. Then tell me what we should do. How can we completely destroy Iblis? By knowing the truth, of course. No, oh, sorry, hold on. No, I was going to do a different voice for this character, I remember. Give me a second. By knowing the truth, of course. <laughs> and they turn around and they see the shadow-shaped Mephilus standing on a ledge above them. Okay. <laughs> Just as a flower comes from a seed, or a chicken comes from an egg, everything has an origin. You need to find the beginning. Sorry. You need to find the being originally responsible for this catastrophe. Is that really the answer to our problem? Tell me, do you know who it is? And the music gets eerie as Mephilus slowly and twitchily turns to look at the camera and it zooms in on his face. Oh god. Uh, and then the location just changes. It just cuts. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> to um, Silver and Blaze following Mephilus through a building. To fix this present timeline, you need to change the past. But that's impossible. With my help, you can. Because I have the power to travel through time. No way! Uh, they have entered a computer room. It's the exact same computer room we just saw with Shadow and Rouge. Neither of them are there. Hmm, okay, okay. In order to change the past, 
You must eliminate the individual who has awakened Iblis. The Iblis Trigger. If I eliminate that guy, will our world be saved? Mephilus nods. The Day of Disaster. Here are my records of this event. This was when Iblis was freed and his flames were released into the world. The screen shows some pictures of, you know, flames and stuff. And you have this person to blame. And Mephilus gives Silver a purple Chaos Emerald. And as he holds it, we see a vision of Sonic the Hedgehog surrounded by flames. I see it! So that blue hedgehog's the Iblis trigger? And Blaze thinks for a moment. Blue hedgehog. And Silver hands Mephilus the Chaos Emerald. I'll send us back in time to the point where the Iblis trigger was alive. And he makes a purple lightning orb around them, like before, and they blip away. Okay. Silver arrives in the Soliana woods alone. And I need to take a sip of water because my throat is hurting. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Where am I? Blaze? Blaze! I guess we all got separated. This is so unbelievable. Nope, sorry. Different take on that. This is so unbelievable. He says, looking at plants. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's never seen plants before. Oh, buddy. Now I must fight for the future. The Iblis trigger. Where is he? First, I need to gather information. And Silver is free roaming now in the in the forest. He uh, runs around and he asks people about the Iblis trigger. Uh, no one really knows anything. Silver goes to a shop billboard and buys an item called a single layered extreme and a power mm. bracelet. The single layer extreme allows you to use a hold smash. This allows you to throw what you have grabbed in a single throw. So basically, if you grab like five things, you could throw all five at the same time. Gotcha. Okay. And the power bracelet allows you to use grab all. This allows you to grab things in a wider range. Um, And eventually Silver gets to the lake that's in the forest and there's a mirror for the stage Tropical Jungle. But I think that is where we're going to call it because I have actually run out of notes. I didn't take as many as I thought. I, I knew I should have taken a little bit more note, it seems. Hmm. I mean, it's a it's a new game. We're still, like, trying to feel it out, you know? Yeah. Um. But so, since we got six minutes left on the clock, I guess I can just do any Q&A right now. Okay. So... Oh, I should send you a picture of Mephilus. Okay. Um, but you can go ahead and ask me any questions. Well, I just wanted to go over, like, the... um. I think you said at the beginning that, like, the Flames of Destruction is a... Person, not a person, or is a person? It is. Re- the flames of destruction is a word that refers to Iblis. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and then, okay. So, a refresher on like Shadow and Rouge's like loyalties, because I know, like in Adventure, they were working with Eggman, but they were like kind of double agents, right? It's like a weird thing. But yeah, like, they. As a result of uh, Sonic Adventure 2, you know, because uh-huh. Shadow helped Sonic save the world, which is yeah. why at the beginning of Shadow the Hedgehog, we're not the beginning, but like a level or two in, the president looks at a picture of Sonic and Shadow on it and is like, no, we can't attack Shadow the Hedgehog. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Mm hmm. 
I guess uh, it's always it's always weird because like I think in my in my head I just think of like uh, Shadow and Rouge just kind of being like quintessential like agents of Eggman, but it's like they really have like a lot of other loyalties going on. They and... basically like never actually work for Eggman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is the thing about uh, Shadow and Rouge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these days, I think it's pretty uh, common for Rouge to be a gun agent. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of traveling around the world using her, uh, treasure stealing abilities. One to just steal treasure, uh, mm-hmm. and also, um, to, uh, to help, you know, stop Eggman when yeah. necessary. Um, okay. I, I don't want to show you this one because that's got a spoiler in it, but it's the only one that I'm seeing that is like an official render of, uh, Mephilus. Okay. Yeah, I am. I am having trying... a hard time finding an exact render of uh, Mephilus in shadow form mm-hmm. from Sonic 06. Yeah, trying my best to stay spoiler free for Sonic stuff, which is like not that bad. But like, this is a this is a fan bad. render that's pretty close to being one hundred percent accurate. Mostly because the lighting throws off any colors that might be wrong. Okay. Okay, yeah, I've seen this, like, uh, render for Shadow, or what I thought was just Shadow before. Yes, that this is a Mephilus. Uh, yeah. As you can see, he does not have a mouth. <laughs> that's, that's spooky. Uh-huh. And when he talks, it's like, it's like, the cheek area does, like, puff up a little bit, but not really uh-huh. much at all. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's that's what Mephilus looks like. And you know what Silver the Hedgehog looks like, so I don't have yeah. to show you. Yeah, I think uh, he's in my wallpaper rotation now. Um, but yeah, so the Shadow isn't necessarily a gun agent, but like helps out sometimes, I guess, mostly because Rouge and him are friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly a, like a personal connection to her rather than like having actual loyalty to the organization. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird, but like I'm I'm tracking everything so far. I know the moment we start doing way more time travel that it's going to get weird. But so far, we just have like you know Shadow and Rouge jumping forward in time, and then Blaze and Silver jumping back in time. That's I can mm-hmm. keep track of that. That's that's fine so far. <laughs> All right. Uh, in that case, I'll just go ahead and cut off the uh, the timer. Hmm. Um, alright. Uh, so I guess that's really it for this week. Um, I guess let's just do some plugs. You can find the show on Twitter at RNGGCast. And you can send us emails to RNGGPodcast at gmail.com. Crash. I'm on Twitter at CrashingWaves14. You can find me there talking about Dragon Quest. Mm -hmm. Uh, where are you online, Cassidy? I'm on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. I have no idea what I'll be doing in April. Be 100% <laughs> real with you. Right now, my March has been so busy. Mm. Uh, between, like, uh, side projects for March Madness and everything else that by the time this comes out, I don't... I will be in a whole new world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say something that wasn't Final Fantasy for once. Mm-hmm. And... You know, back in the day, Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy were kind of rivals in a sense. Mm-hmm. And now they're like brother franchises. Um, okay. 
So uh, we'll be talking more about um, about uh, about this whole series, uh, including the part where uh, we do get even weirder with time travel. Okay, good because <laughs> I was I I I you showed me a um a kind of overview of the timeline. I didn't zoom in on anything and I couldn't really read it, but you did show me the like the messy timeline of everything. And, it looks like it's gonna get more wild for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. But so until until next time, April, April Fools. Fools! <laughs>